So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome. Let's get things off. Let's get things started. I want to tell you guys an email that you can email me just in case you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to reach out. And I may regret this in the future, but I'm going to tell you my email, james at ascendmomentum.com. So email me there. I I might I probably won't respond, but I'll probably read it. And I just want to do this because I want to see what you guys have to think about this podcast, this show, any questions, any struggles you're struggling with, anything that I can address. Because I can help people out. I know I can help you guys out a lot. But with that said, let's just get straight into the episode. So, uh, over the past week, I've been talking about how this, this reading list that I discovered, and if you guys haven't been keeping up to date, this reading list I discovered while I was looking up Transurfing. So there's this book that I'm reading right now, it's called Reality Transurfing, and it's basically a book on how to manage your reality and basically how to live life. And how to live life and control your own destiny. And it's a great book. Highly recommend it. Number one book that I've ever read so far. But I was researching Transurfing and then I stumbled upon this website called Your Beautiful World or something like that. And on that website, it was a reading list for all of the books that he would recommend for human beings. And I know that there's something more to this reading list. Usually I would come across reading lists and then just ignore it. I would just not look at it. But this one's different because he said the tra- the foundation to this reading list is transurfing. And the first maybe 80 books he first 60 80 books i don't know how many but the majority of the books on that list i have never heard of and i did like minimal research on them and i know that they're gold i know they're like he's giving me little nuggets of gold and a lot of the books are just not popular probably because the authors are not very good at selling the books and so people simply just don't buy them because they don't know that they exist and he said that the first maybe 80 books on that list were all must reads and they they've changed his life and the lives of those he's given those books to and the books hit so many different concepts like just how to live a good life how to love and appreciate the life or the world it hit concepts on how to breathe it hit concepts on psychedelics my friend said that there's books on psychedelics on that list and it talked about how to die wise like there that list is so expansive and exhaustive and i know that it that is the next part of my reading journey that list and it talks about how to be a good lover, how to all. And then it also talked about how the world is dying from global warming and all of this stuff. It's just, I know that this list is very, it's going to be very crucial and a big turning point in my life. So I am going to be reading that list in the near future and I will be documenting it. 
but it won't be until over 30 days until I start reading that list because right now I'm just reading reality transurfing because I'm half, I'm a little bit under halfway done with it. And I have like 500 pages left or 400 pages left. And the book is 750 pages long. So I have like 400 pages left. And then once I'm done with that, Funnel Hacking Live will probably be happening. So then I'm going to re- be reading The Lynchpin. Excuse me. I'm going to be reading The Lynchpin by Russell Brunson. And then once Funnel Hacking Live is done, my plan is to start with the list of books. And I already bought the first two books. One of the book is called Die Wise uh, Manifesto for... I don't even know what the rest was, but... It's basically, it has so much wisdom in that book. And I know that it does just by reading the description. And people said that the first page, like the first paragraph of the first chapter of the first page of that book already like changed their lives. So that's crazy. And I also bought the book that the author of the the entire website, The Reading List, I bought the book that he wrote, which is called Dancing After the Music Stops. And that he said that book is a culmination of the past eight years of experience, which includes all of the books that he read, which also includes that reading list, and a three-year-long road trip that he went on with two of his best friends. So I'm v- I'm looking forward to it. But I'm I'm focusing on transurfing right now, and it's I'm gonna I gotta say it's it's actually pretty difficult to stay on track. Once I get down to it and start studying transurfing, I'm locked in. But it's difficult to not just and it, right now it's difficult. But I imagine that once the books arrive that I already ordered and they're sitting on my bookshelf, it'll be even more difficult to not start those books as as soon as possible. But I just have to have the discipline to finish Transurfing again because I know that I'm reading through a life-changing book for the second time through, so I should give it the attention that it deserves. Let me get some water. So to switch topics, I started, my friend has been talking about how he just drinks maple syrup, like out of a straw for the past three months now, probably. He's been talking about it and I never really did it until I got honey. My, my sister had honey, raw honey. And I was eating that and it tastes so good. So then I started to listen to him because he was also suggesting honey. And then I tried out maple syrup and I got organic maple syrup in a glass container. And I got to tell you, it's really good. I put it on bananas. I just like take a banana and peel it and then throw it in a bowl and then just pour maple syrup all over it. Now, I did that for breakfast, but I'm not going to do that for breakfast anymore because I was full right before I was even eating my breakfast. So I had to like use a lot of willpower to eat my breakfast. And plus, it's not that beneficial to just eat that right, right before studying. So I'm actually going to be eating it, that bowl of maple syrup with bananas two bananas and a bunch of maple syrup poured over it. I'm going to be eating that right before the gym. So after lunch, because I go to the gym around 1.20 p.m. And my friend started like drinking a shot of honey right before the gym, and he said that it helped a lot and it's really good. So I'll just do that with maple syrup. And we'll see how it goes. But I want to tell I want to update you guys on my progress on my breathing. 
which this morning my bolt score was 14 seconds. But I got to say that there is probably some margin of error of me being over, what's the word? Me allowing a little bit more seconds than I should. But I do think that my breathing is getting better because three days ago when I started doing this, it was either three or four, but I was doing like the normal breathing that you should do during my meditation, which is six seconds inhale, six seconds exhale. It should be 5.6, but it's, I don't worry about that 0.4 seconds. So six seconds in, six seconds out and you breathe as lightly as possible so you're a little bit oxygen deprived and i gotta say i was breathing lightly and i was very oxygen deprived but i've already noticed a difference after like two days of it and i i definitely feel a lot more comfortable with higher co2 levels in my body so that's a good sign Things are trending upwards because I have always also been adding this one breath work exercise, which is primarily used to unclog the nose. So if you have like if your nose is very clogged, then if you do this exercise, then it will unclog. So basically what we do is you breathe in and then breathe out normally, like how you would normal breathe. Don't change that breathing method and then once you breathe out you uh once you exhale you just hold it hold your breath down at that exhale don't breathe back in again just hold the exhale and then you just start walking and you count your paces in the beginning when i first did it i probably could do 20 steps now i can do 50 steps and you just keep walking your paces until you like need to breathe, like really need to breathe. Like once you're, once you start getting that strong desire to breathe. And then once you breathe in, you breathe in through your, your nose slowly and calmly and comfortably. You don't want to rush it. You don't want to breathe a lot all at once. You want to breathe it slowly and calmly and comfortably. And just try and catch your breath. Avoid panting at all costs. And do not breathe through your mouth. And sometimes it takes two or three like attempts at this until the nose is like fully clogged. But it works as long as you do it correctly. And that's just the one breath work exercise that I've been doing. Simply because I don't know any other ones i forgot other ones and that's the only one that i remembered so i'm doing that one so today i kind of have low energy i'm really not sure why i gotta be reflective with myself because right now in transurfing i'm reading about the I'm reading the paragraph about goals and doors. And it's basically saying that you have to choose your own goal and it has to be yours. It cannot be someone else's. And if you choose your own goal, then you will feel energized and you will feel amazing all the time when you're going towards your goal. As long as it's your goal. If it's not your goal, then you won't feel good. It will feel like a burden. And so right now I'm not I don't feel energized right now and I'm going to be honest I haven't really I've I've only had that energized feeling in bursts like spurts of time like moments of days over the weeks So I'm not really sure I I have a lot of reflection to do I have to make sure that I'm on the right path and I got to make sure that my heart actually agrees with what's going on and I got to figure out how to move forward through my own
path because everyone has their own path. Every single soul has a lifeline, which is their path. And the heart will, the soul and the heart mean the same thing. The heart will go on that path as long as the mind doesn't change, doesn't try to change it. But my mind has been, it's kind of back in the, back in the beginning of summer, I used to be, I would be reading like 50 pages a day of transurfing and my mind just felt, it just felt like a burden was, or not a burden, but it felt uh what's the word like a weight was on it it just didn't feel optimal ever and i think that's because just the information overload but i'm not reading nearly as much now so i'm not really sure like what maybe it is reading maybe i'm not taking enough breaks but i'll be taking a, a break over the weekend in like six days but I'm still looking forward to the future things are always getting better things are always on track this episode is going to be man I'm sorry I'm I'm like low energy today it just it just happens to i don't i don't know if it should happen but it's been happening today was episode right now i'm ep- recording episode 41 and right after this i'm going to be recording episode 42 because i'm doing ep- i'm doing two episodes today and i did two episodes yesterday because I am preparing for this weekend. This weekend I'm going out of town and I want to make sure that I have episodes scheduled and maintain my five episode at five episode cushion. So I'm actually gonna read a little bit about reality transurfing to you guys because I have my notebook and I'm going to teach you guys a little bit about what I read this morning because I feel like I especially need to hear what I read this morning. So if you want to be able to, so by the way, this I'm going to be reading my notes that I took on reality transurfing by by Vadim Zellin. And some of these notes I just took word for word from the book. So if he was talking about, he was teaching how to find the right clothes for yourself. So when you're shopping for clothes, many people do the wrong strategy. So people try to shop based off the current trends and the current fashion trends but that's the wrong strategy because even if you are perfectly dressed according to the current fashion trends then it has there's a good chance it won't suit you because your heart it won't fit with your individuality if that makes sense So when you're choosing your clothes, you need to ask your heart if it's the right fit for you. So use your heart when buying clothes and not your mind. And the way you do that is you listen to the Russell of the Morning Stars, which the Russell of the Morning Stars is basically that intuition feeling that you get in your in your heart from your heart. And it's also that inner tension or inner peace that you feel that most people don't notice because 
their minds are too busy with its own plans and its own chatter. It's constantly talking. So you have to train yourself to always remember to listen to the rustle of the morning stars. And if you can listen to the rustle of the morning stars at the right time, then you will start you will begin to make a lot better decisions and you will move forward a lot better. So I'm just going to tell you all the steps that you should go through. So when when you are going to the store and you're going shopping and you should first make sure you have a general picture of what you want. So let's say you want a hat, a new hat. Go in with the knowledge that you want a new hat. Don't worry about the details. Don't say, I want a blue baseball cap. Just just say, I want a new hat. And then never torture yourself with the problem of choosing. So when you are going through, do not have a lot of stress or anxiety over choosing different things. If you don't, if you're not fully confident, just don't choose. Like just, just walk away and don't pick that item. You can, you can simply just move on. You don't have to pick an item right away. The more, and the more stressed you are, the worse the results. So avoid stressing out because honestly, it just makes sense. If you're stressing out over going shopping, then just first of all, it's just a waste because there's no point in stressing. And second of all, it will just make the result worse because you'll not be able to make better decisions. You'll be able to make worse decisions. And when you're shopping, the mind should not be involved in the process. So just listen to your heart and listen to what your soul says. And just walk around and observe. Don't think. So this is just a principle of transurfing in general. Observe. Be an active... Or... What's the word? Be an active... Or a a participating observer or something like that. I don't know. It's basically where... You're participating in the game, but you're still just a fan. You're still watching the game. So you're observing the game, but you're still a participating observer. It's basically where you're still participating, like you're still playing out the game of life, but you're not immersed. You're just observing the things that happen and you're detached. So that's the same thing that it should be when when you're going shopping and getting your clothes just be be detached and observe. Just walk around and observe like it's an art exhibit. So when you're at an art exhibit or a museum and you're at an exhibit that you don't like, you simply just move on. Do not get, you don't get mad. You don't throw a fit. You don't try and get rid of it. You just move on. You go to the next area. And that's the same thing. If you're shopping and you're at one store and you don't like that store, just move on to the next store and then move on and then keep on moving on. Just simple as that. There's no need to attach all these extra emotions and baggage to it. And when you make sure that you have a general picture of what you want, you let your heart decide. So the heart does not miss the tiniest details. The heart will point to the right item at the right time. So what that means is it may take 10 stores. It may take one store. It may take a hundred stores to find the right item, but it is lying there somewhere and it's patiently waiting for you. And so you should show some patience as well, but the heart will pick the right item at the right time. If you can't, if you're not at the right point of time, then and you're not at the right item, it won't pick. Like, and you just got to wait. You just got to show some patience because the heart will choose the right thing at the right time. 
And the third is to allow the mind to be immersed, making a decision. But when that is happening, do not disturb the mind. Just let it make the final decision. And then immediately afterwards, stop listening to anyone else. So if you're, if you're shopping with anyone else, stop listening to them. And then immediately after the mind makes the decision, stop listening to the mind as well. And then you wake up, which means you become present and you detach yourself from the game. And then you tune into the feelings you're experiencing, you experience at the moment you made the decision. So those feelings, you're going to feel a feeling of inner tension or a feeling of inner peace or nothing. So if you feel a feeling of inner tension, then that item is not for you. Go back on that decision. If you feel a feeling of inner peace, then that item is for you and you should get it. But if you don't feel anything, then the heart could simply just not know if it's the heart could be indecisive. The heart knows exactly what it does not want, but it doesn't necessarily know exactly what it wants. And your comfort level shows the heart's attitude to the decision. So if you feel comfortable inside, like your gut feels comfortable, then you're good to go. But if you don't feel comfortable, if you feel a little feeling of inner tension or feel inner, a little bit discomfort, then you should, you should change your decision. And when you make your first decision by the mind, that's just in your mind. Like you're not actually making a verbal decision yet. And so this is one of the general rules that he gave. If you catch yourself persuading yourself, you should put that thing away immediately because it's not yours. So your heart knows exactly what is yours. And there are some items out there that are not yours and not necessarily yours. And then there are items out there that are yours and they are for you and they all, they do belong to you. And so it's just, it's simply just your task to Listen to the heart and find those items that are yours. And if you try to persuade yourself that it is yours, well, that means it's not yours because that's the mind trying to convince you. And if you have to, if you have to convince yourself, then that just shows that the heart does not agree. And the heart knows it. The heart knows. The mind thinks. So he gave an unequivocal criteria for personal choice. And it is, if you have to persuade yourself to have something, it is not yours. And then he said, remember, if a thing is meant for you, you will not have to convince yourself of anything. You will simply just know that it's yours. You will, you, you will just know and you'll just get it. You don't have to convince yourself that it's yours. It is not listening. Okay, so he was talking, so this last one, he was basically saying that you should not listen to other people's opinions because they can't know what's yours. The only, the only person in this world will, who can know exactly what is yours is you. You can't decide what's theirs and they can't decide what's yours. So only you can know what is truly yours in this world. And all of this stuff, all these principles that I was just talking about, they relate to, I was talking about clothing and shopping for clothes. But it's also it also relates to anything. And that includes goals. So your personal goals or other people's goals that have been bestowed upon you. And he's this is this is what I was talking about the other day where it's not money that's the goal. Money just comes along as 
as you work towards the goal. And this sentence he said, I really liked it. He said, if you define the goal that is meant for you and strive towards it, rather than striving for money, the resources will come to you of their own accord in great abundance. So while creating your path towards your goal, the resources required and the resources will come to you in great abundance. So it probably means that more resources than you actually need for that particular goal will come to you. And I remember reading the first time through Transurfing. I remember reading about dropping desire. And that was like the big theme that I remember about. And I hadn't seen it yet while I was reading this second time through. But during the the chapter on the goals and doors was the first time he actually talked about abandoning the desire. And he said the next step, once you, once you actually discover your goal, is to abandon the desire to achieve the goal. And this, talk, this goes along with the fact that desire leads to nothing. And I was talking... I was talking in an episode two days ago where, for me it was yesterday, but episode 39, I was talking about try, I want you to desire to lift your arm. So feel the urge to lift your arm. And I want you to desire to lift your arm. It doesn't actually lift. You're just desiring it. But intend to lift your arm and lift your arm right now that is intention if you actually lift your arm right now then that is intention that is the absolute resoluteness in the decision to have an act so you had absolute resoluteness in the decision to act and to move your arm so that was intention But if you remember that when you desired to lift your arm, nothing happened. And that's because desire is powerless. So if you just abandon the desire, and desire is not even beneficial for you. It just holds you back. It just creates excess potential. And it's through action that the excess potential that desire creates is dissipated. So you might as well just drop desire. And this is the next theme that he's getting into in this book. And it's all about dropping desire. Abandon the, di- the desire to achieve the goal. And then he said, forget about strict planning. Go with the alternative flow. And this correlates with inner, inten- or inner importance. So our minds have a tendency to map out the path forward. And I did this. I actually, I even did this with this episode where I was talking about once I'm done reading Transurfing, I'm going to read the linchpin at Funnel Hacking Live, and then I'm going to start that reading list. So my mind just created a plan for the path forward. Now, the world knows exactly what's best for me. So that plan may or may not be a part of the world's plan. And if it's not, then I should go with the alternative slow. Go with the flow and allow deviations into the script. So your mind just has a tendency to plan for things, but when there's deviations in what you planned, the mind likes to throw a fit and get angry. But that's bad because these deviations are either created by, by your importance, so you created these own deviations through your importance, they're problems that pop up in the road, so then you can just reduce importance and those those problems will go away on their own. Or it's the world actually helping you through outer intention move towards your goals. And those deviations you weren't able to predict. So you you actually interpret them as bad when in fact they're, it's the world trying to help you out. And if the world tries to help you out and then you... Like, throw your hands up in anger because it was a deviation in your plan. 
well, then the world will take that and then remember that and not help you out again. So that's why the principle of coordination is very valuable, which I'll be learning in the next coming month, the next in the following weeks. And coordination is basically where you interpret everything, every event that happens in your life as good, as positive. Because we actually can't interpret whether something is positive or not. And we just assume that things are negative if they aren't what we expect. When in reality, a lot of the times they can actually be for us and they can actually be positive. But we just interpret them as bad. Life can be an easy holiday if you allow it to be. This it like this chapter that I'm reading this morning, that I read this morning, is why I am a little bit reflective about my mood lately. Or not necessarily my mood, but my energy levels. Because I kind of just feel like I'm getting through life right now. And I don't necessarily feel like it's a holiday. It just feels... Like I'm getting through it. I'm just trying to get through it. But he said that life can be an, a holiday. So you can be, it can feel like a holiday if you, if you allow it to be. And right now it does not feel like a holiday. So I'm not really sure if I got to be reflective and figure out what I'm doing to All right, style is just the outer superficial side of fashion. The the essence of fashion is conveyed when a person finds clothes that fit the style context and complement their individuality. So this is all about the soul choosing your heart or your heart choosing the right items. When you can listen to your heart, listen to your soul, and follow that and choose your right things then that is what fashion is that's what that's what beauty is and then it's also that's the unity of the heart and mind the secret to success lies in freeing yourself from pendulums and giving your own way or and going your own way so this is huge if you free yourself from pendulums you are reducing importance and you are aware and vigilant. So what that does is you're reducing importance. So then you are, there's nothing for the pendulums to hook onto you. And when there is importance, the pendulums hook onto that importance and you become an inherent, an adherent. And that basically means that you live according to their will and not yours. But if you're f- if you reduce the importance, then there's nothing for them to hook onto. But then if you're also vigilant and aware, and you're awake all the time, then you get to choose your own script. And the pendulums do not choose their your script. You choose your script. And this is kind of reminding me to always be always. Every single time I wake up, always assume that I'm dreaming because the result is the same. If I if I were to wake up in a dream and realize I'm lucid dreaming, then I would immediately like change things and do whatever I want. So I I need to be doing that in reality as well. If I wake up and realize that I'm awake and I'm in reality, in manifest reality then I I should not just keep going out, out about my day like I do normally. I should start to use outer intention at my will and start to think about my goals and actually move forward. Everyone owns a precious treasure, the uniqueness of their soul. That is huge. This is basically one of the things that most people miss out in this life. And it's, 
people don't realize that they have their own and their own individuality and their own uniqueness is their treasure and that is that is what makes them perfect in their own way that is what makes them creators and the uniqueness of your own soul allows you to have your own path and actually be your own person and be a star but most people don't don't follow that and i i included i am probably not even following that as we speak but i'm working towards that So I just want to talk about all of this stuff. I am, I'm low energy, as you guys can tell. And so I have to be reflective about what's going on in my life because I don't know why I'm low energy. And I got to be reflective on what goals, what goals am I chasing right now that have been bestowed upon me by pendulums and I got to figure out what I'm doing that's sucking up all my energy because if I was on my own path then I would be energized I would feel energized and I would love every moment of it I think but then I also remember earlier in the book of transferring he said that not every moment Every moment cannot be good just as every moment cannot be bad. So what what I interpreted that meaning is that you can't be happy all the time. There has to be moments of gloom or moments of low energy. And that's simply how I interpreted it. I'm not actually sure if that's even true or not. But that's how I interpreted it. Now, I have every every reason to be happy right now. So I'm going to do this exercise that I used the other day called the happiness ritual. And I actually made an episode. I titled an episode called the happiness ritual. And that episode is, it's basically... I ba- the happiness ritual is basically where you look in your surroundings and figure out all the things that you're happy for, happy about, and you just start to feel happy, and you start to name things that you're happy about in your surroundings and in your life, and then you start to actually radiate that thought energy, and then you start to begin to feel happy. So that's the whole premise of that exercise. So I'm going to run it right now. I'm really happy that I'm on episode 41 already. It's it's actually crazy how how much I've how much episodes I've recorded and it just feels it doesn't feel like I put in that much work into it. It just if it's actually crazy. It just I'm really looking forward to the future because if I've recorded this many episodes this seamless and like just it was normal the future, I am excited to get to episode 50, to get to episode 100, and so on. So I'm really happy about how I'm on episode 41. That is amazing. Once you get on episode 21, you're already in the top 1% of podcasters. And that's what I was talking about. When I was getting, when I recorded my like 21st episode, a couple episodes later, I realized or I don't even know, but a couple of episodes later, I started talking about how I was in the 1% of podcasters worldwide. Now that is something amazing. If you are in the top 1% of anything, that's something to be proud of. And I remember this transfer from principle that I learned the other day called, it's basically where you have a guardian angel and you should feel the feelings of joy, but give the pride to your angel. So always give the pride to your angel because pride can be destructive. 
And so give the pride to your angel and then feel those feelings of joy because I've accomplished 41 episodes and my, my guardian angel helped me. My guardian angel made it like set the path forward. So thank you, guardian angel. And another thing is that I have this awesome software that is so simple and easy to use because when I first started recording, I did not want to get a recording software or an editing software because I was too nervous and I didn't want to figure out how to edit and all that stuff. And I found this software called podcastle.ai and it's super simple, super easy for noobs, new, new content creators like me to just figure it out and go. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm also grateful that I have this really nice microphone. My dad gave it to me for free to borrow. And it's a very nice microphone. And if you go back to like episode 20 episode, like before episode 28, because I think episode 28 was the first episode I recorded with this microphone. If you go back to my first 27 episodes, those were some bad audio quality. And I'm glad that I've recorded 14 episodes already, two weeks worth of episodes with this new microphone. And I've got even more to go. And I'm very grateful that people are listening. Now, I don't know how many people are listening. I haven't checked the analytics and I'm really excited to check the analytics in like a week. I'm going to check it next Monday probably. But so actually, it's probably if you're listening to this, the day that it's posted, I think tomorrow I'll check the analytics, either tomorrow or, or the next day. But that is, that's amazing how I have listeners. Because a couple weeks ago is the last time I checked the analytics and I had seven viewers, like seven rolling average subscribers, which is just like an average of how many people listen to my episode in the first 24 hours every single time on average. And so I had seven and I had like 250 downloads. So that is awesome. And that I'm just really looking forward to the future because I created a slide where I have a lot of listeners and I created a slide where when I actually finally check the analytics, it will be a big number. So I'm really excited because I know that there's a lot of people listening and I'm really excited to see that number. I'm also just really excited because I have, I know this is weird to say, but I have the exact meals that I like every single day. And it's like, I usually get every single thing that I want to eat every single day. And let me give some context. A couple months ago, I would every once in a while, actually like eight months ago when I was vegan, seven or eight months ago, I was vegan for like two and a half months, I think. And I didn't have meal. I didn't have all of my meals like figured out. So a lot of the time I would just eat whatever was available. And a lot of the time there was nothing good available, but now I figured out my meals and I eat the same thing every day. And so we figured out all the numbers that my my mom should buy at the store every week. So I always have exactly what I need to eat. And that is like the best thing ever. I rarely don't have what I want to eat. So I'm really happy about that. That is also like amazing. And one of the biggest things that I am happy about is 
probably like a month ago, I got an email from this guy who I'd been studying his books about internet marketing and funnels. His name is Russell Bronson. And I got an email from him talking about Funnel Hacking Live. That was the first email that I received from him about Funnel Hacking Live. And so I read it and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I want to go to that, but I didn't really have any intention to go to it. And then the next day I told my friend about it and one thing led to another and then we decided to go. I went from me seeing it and thinking that it was outside of my outside of my possibilities and outside of my like I didn't think that it was possible for me to get there but that was simply just a limiting belief and then I told my friend and then we decided to go and then like a week later he actually went ahead and bought the tickets he spent two thousand dollars of his own money and bought the tickets to Funnel Hacking Live now mind you we hadn't we didn't even have enough money to buy the plane tickets to go so then over the next following weeks we were just attempting to i don't even know what we were doing i was podcasting and we were just moving forward and then all the money came up for me and so then i went ahead and bought the t- the plane tickets and he bought the plane tickets as well and we bought the hotel room also. So it's official. We are doing it. Like we are actually going to Funnel Hacking Live. It's like a done deal. I already, we both told our parents. Funny because we told our parents after the fact that we bought it. We, bo- we told them like two or three weeks after we bought them. But it's going to happen. And both of our parents are supportive. And we're very excited for it. It's looking very positive. I'm also very happy because I'm a part-time student. All my life, I hated going to school. I mean, I didn't hate it, but like, I knew that school was useless and it wasn't going to help me in the, in the real world, but I never really knew. I didn't really have that much knowledge as I have now. And even now, I don't have as much knowledge as I would have in the next year because I know that that reading list that I talked about earlier in this episode has a bunch of books about the schooling system and how it's like like bad but so i'll learn a lot more about that but i'm grateful because i'm a part-time student i only go to four periods so like four hours i'm three or four hours i'm at school and then i'm home and i get to go home and the way my routine is set up is on days that i go to the gym i go home cook a home-cooked meal i get to eat a home-cooked meal every single day and then i go to the gym and then i come home and by the time i get home school is still in session like i would have still been at school but then and then i get to record my podcast and it's just i'm so grateful for that i'm so happy that i'm a part-time student and even better I don't have to go to second semester. I'm graduating early. Like I am only going to first semester. So I literally don't even have to go to school at all next year. Like next year, like next annual normal year. Like in 2024, I don't have to go to school at all. Where if I didn't set it up like this and I wasn't like as... If I didn't have all the credits I had, then I would have had to go to school second semester and still waste away. So that's like amazing. I'll have an entire semester, like eight months, maybe. Maybe not eight months. I don't even know. doesn't even matter. I'll have multiple months. It goes from January until June. January, February, March, April, May, June. Six months five five let's say five to six months just free where i would have had to spend all my day in school but i get five months just to focus on myself and build my knowledge build my business and do all that stuff 
I'll have recorded like 200 episodes at that point, at least. So that's huge. That is amazing. Man, the, oh my gosh, I'm starting to get excited. This happiness ritual, I don't do it enough, but I I know that it's good. And I like to, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the future now. And I like to do it on the recording so you guys can see like what I do. And I, I have I've actually never actually done it alone. I only, the only times I've ever done it is on the podcast. And I don't think it works out that much on if I do it alone because I just go through the motions and I would kind of just say things in my head and I wouldn't really feel it. But now I get to explain everything. I think it works because I explain context and I explain everything to you guys. And then I actually realize like, man, I've got every reason to be happy right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really excited for the future. <clears throat> Let's go. I'm going to run my slide. <laughs> Let's go. A lot of people are listening to this. But there's another thing I want to talk to you about. So there is this thing that I learned in Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. And it's basically where if you want... Actually, I may or may not have read it on Traffic Secrets. It was either... I either learned it on Traffic Secrets or in his 30 Days book. And it's basically where... Yeah, I think I actually learned it in the 30 Days book from probably like Gary J. White or something like that. And... It's basically where if you want to kind of promote your show or promote your stuff, then you don't just go and promote it. You go to where your dream customers are congregating and then you provide content like or you provide value to them. And then when you provide value, you just like type responses and answer questions and give a lot of value. And then that will get people to say like, oh, this guy has provided me a lot of value. I want to I wanna click on his profile and check, check out what he's about. And so then when they go on your profile, they'll see a link to your podcast. And then if people are really interested, they'll go to your podcast and start listening. And so that, I actually thought of doing that last night. And... I'm not sure if I will or not, but I I think that that could be a good way to get some followers or get some viewers into the into the show. But I don't know. I'll figure it out. I just wanted to let you guys know that that is a possible strategy, but I haven't used it yet. Right now I've simply just been relying on the algorithm, the podcast algorithm because I've never promoted my show and like two weeks into my show, I, I had like seven viewers. So I had like 250 views, which 250 downloads. So there was 250 downloads and I was able to look at the analytics on the map and there were a bunch of people all out, all throughout the world listening so I don't know maybe I could just rely on the algorithm maybe the algorithm will promote me more the more I post the more consistency I do because that's another thing that I learned in traffic secrets and it's basically where if you figure out the algorithm and figure out what the algorithm wants whether it's Facebook Instagram Snapchat YouTube TikTok, or podcasting if you figure out what the algorithm wants, then you just give it what it wants. And then you just do it and then it will appreciate that and then help you out. And so that that was a lesson that I learned when I was reading about his stories about the black hat and the white hat SEO hacks. So search engine optimization. There were a lot of people back in the day who, in the beginning of Google, would figure out the loopholes and figure out what the Google's algorithm was like based on, and then they would just exploit it and then get their website on number one of the search result. 
and then the Google would have to go and fix that, and then they'd find the new loophole and then exploit it. So that was Black Hat. But if you figure out simply, if you simply just figure out what Google wants and do it, then they'll reward you, and then you'll get ranked number one in the search engine optimization simply without having to worry about doing all of these like sketchy loopholes and all this stuff. So that's, that's where I'm at today. And I'm looking forward to the future. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.